0: Now, time for the health care. here on Skoda One Hundred Seven FM in the Morning Wood Show. In the studio, we have Healthy Ways own Andrew Larch to discuss health foods and what they can do for your body.
1: Over to you, Andrew. Thanks for having me. How are you, Ben? Good doing good uh starting new radio show here yeah beautiful day out there today. (laughs) oh it's gorgeous i love it
0: yeah i see you're sporting the shorts uh pretty much always (laughs) until it
1: gets to about like 30 and then i'm like all right switching over
0: i know the wife left here with uh capris and flip-flops so it's gonna be a nice one at least for a few days anyway
1: i probably got to uh shed like 10 more pounds so i can fit into my jeans though (laughs) i gained some last in the in the last uh in the last year basically
0: think everybody has yeah
1: like it's the first time I've been the steady weight for the last eight years uh then I started what happened was is this summer I started doing salsa in my garden, and of course, I'm, I'm almost like so with my diet, uh, I'm almost 100% raw every day. And then I went and I started eating tortilla chips, I got some organic, unsalted tortilla chips, and uh, I was eating those almost every day with my salsa that I made. I make a raw salsa, an organic raw salsa. Yeah, salsa is awesome,
0: I love it's salsa. It's so good, everybody does, man. Yeah, everybody's on uh, the um, Mexican kick, Mexican food kick, you know. Yeah. Uh, burrito bowls and everything for sale yeah. you. so I mean that's a good thing if, <laughs> as long as you're getting it fresh you know and raw we ways. got a uh,
1: guy that does it at the store the healthy way so there's uh, the food truck it's um, Nick uh, I forget his last name but he does a food truck out yeah, front I haven't
0: eaten there though yeah. I haven't had a chance to get there and um, I've gone by a few times there's always a line so yeah oh yeah he sells out there. in two and a half three hours yeah there's uh, the health food real good food down here too also um, here of off 37 um Mm-hmm. who's running it but yeah it's called real good food stand and they do the same thing a lot of fresh products and,
1: like, yeah man um it's, so it's i'm coming to you one. from healthy way and uh i'm a naturopathic doctor raw food nutritionist herbalist certified holistic health practitioner uh, and uh i'm also in school right now for a doctorate in clinical nutrition uh, so basically i've been doing raw foods therapy for the last eight years and uh i started out at the store um about eight and a half years ago, and uh, I got there the first year in, and I was um, just reading books, a lot of books. And I think the first book I picked up uh, was um, Arnold Eret's book on rational fasting. And this guy was like an unbelievable, um, dedicated, like just diligent, believed 100%, 100 percent, 100. you know, in healing nutrition uh, through raw foods. And of course, it wasn't like uh, omnivorous, which is what I do. I do raw animal and vegetable. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he was doing raw vegetable. And uh, so he was juice fasting. Um, And of course, if he was, you know, if there was Nutribulleting back then, he would have did it, I'm sure. Um, But he was juice fasting. And he was old school from like the 18 to the 1900s, like the early 1900s. And uh, this guy would... Heal. I mean, just unbelievable things. Blindness, and he was healing people of uh, speech impediments. I mean, this uh, one story I remember is him and his um, one of like uh, the people that was walking with him on a journey. They were doing uh, foot. They were walking on foot through Europe, backpacking, and uh, this guy had a speech impediment for his entire life. And so uh, Arnold Euret thought that he had some kind of mucosal block up on his um, vocal cords, and that was kind of. um, He was a doctor also too, so uh, he thought he had a blockage. So. They fasted for 15 days, and when on the well, I mean, that was when at 15 days is when this guy uh, started bringing up after being so clean, his just uh, starving his cells, and then a uh, catabolic stage, his cells started eating, uh, his healthy cells started. Necrophaging, or eating all of his dead cells, his toxic cells, and they started washing out this mucus on his um, um, on his vocal tissue, and uh, he brought up a mucus ball, a mucus plug, like like a half a <laughs> pound, like a half a pound mucus plug, and after this upheaval of this dead, decrepit, and decaying material, which was this mucosal discharge, which mucus is very very good at carrying dead decrepit and decaying cells that's why when you have a cold or flu you're bringing out dead decrepit and decaying materials all flus are healing all colds are healing so uh, when he brought this out it was thereafter that his speech impediment was completely gone he had some kind of disruption where it was every time that he spoke these mucosal swellings caused him to not be able to vibrate his vocal cords properly so he had to take an attempt three four times to say these words So I'm I'm reading this material and I'm just like this is unbelievable and like the type of healing that that they say is not possible, and also too, uh, Arnold Ehret was talking about healing cancers, autoimmune disorders, you know things that were just at his time really not that big, and uh, they were starting. But he, he he was positing, you know, every single disease in your body is is um, a combination of deficiency and toxicity, and he wasn't the first person. I kept I mean I tore apart books. I, so far I've read, uh, probably in that in, in the health I, I've got over 250 books. Down in the last eight years, and that's a lot of time. Uh, I've got over 15,000 hours of study. Um, I, uh, you know, I went to school for my doctorate in clinical nutrition, but I didn't learn as much as what I did from books. Like I'm not even kidding you. On my own time. I've read so much stuff that, um, you know, pretty much on the topics of natural health and healing from these just amazing healers. um, Weston Price, uh, Dr. uh, uh, Gerson, um, Gerson. Max Max Gerson, you know Max Gerson, right? I I, I mean, if you're doing juice, you know Gerson. Yeah,
0: yeah, he's a a really good doctor that... Yeah. Supposedly. I mean, I'd say supposedly because... Oh, he did. Uh, yeah. He cured cancer yeah, before he, He's got a clinic in Mexico, so
1: his Charlotte Gerson's daughter yeah, who ran daughter, it, yeah. and she ran it for a lot of years. Uh, he's got... It's over 100 years old, I believe. It's in since... since no. Uh, it's like 90 years old. He started right after he went to Congress in the 1930s. After he healed... I mean, he had over 50 cases of cancer that he had healed. He, he started for a guy, in, I think it was in Germany. He started... He wanted to figure out how to heal his friend of, uh diabetes. I, this is just off the top of my head. I'm not not sure if this is exactly accurate, but yeah. I've got a couple of his books I've read, yeah, but it's yeah, been years since it I've read He was diabetic
0: and he had uh, uh, yeah. uh, skin cancer, So he cured right off the bat. And yep, he healed with him with juice diet. therapy,
1: and he decided to use it for cancer, and uh, he said that, well, not that he said, but he brought his to Congress in the 30s. He brought uh, 50 cases of people that he had healed, all to testify. He brought his five hardest cases to testify to um, the, the, the people of Congress and what happened was that after that when the pharmaceutical company of course is 1930s uh um Flexner Report of 1910, I believe it was, was already inundated, so for the last 20 years before that, they were inundating all the health schools in the United States, which were most of them naturopathic, homeopathic, they were working with food, and they were working with, like, say, some chemicals, some drugs, you know, because they were pushing them in, but in the 1930s, 20 years of pharmaceutical companies' claws in the drug schools um, and in the hospitals had corrupted the Congress so much so that when pharmaceutical companies got wind that there was natural cures for cancer, especially this juice therapy, they said to Congress essentially the people who were whoever was in their pocket they said if you if you guys run with this and try to put this in as a national you know um, uh, you know like a national war or whatever to say we're going to start putting uh, cancer and raw foods together and we 're going to start treating it in the hospitals we'll pull all of our funding for uh, Congress all the lobbying money and of course right now drug companies lobby so hard in Congress they actually pay twice as much as the next highest yeah. provider of uh, funds lobbying funds which oh, is yeah. your big oil.
0: I mean you look at the, you look at TV now and you're have the commercials something in a for form yeah basically they're, they're pushing 25
1: yep. um, new zealand and the united states are the only two legal countries that allow drug companies to literally present their products to influence the american people or the new zealand people so um you're saying and basically what's going on with the news is that it doesn't matter if it's fox or msnbc or C, uh, cnn they um 70 was it it's like uh it's about 60 to 80 percent like i'd say 75 percent 70 75 percent average is paid for by drug companies So they own the news Now not only do they own the news They literally own our entire country They yeah. own our country yeah. I mean obviously right now Look what's going on They own our country They own the entire world They're one of the, they're a trillion dollar empire um, So they decide They call the shots Of course your CDC Your FDA They're run by the, the, the pharmaceutical companies yeah. uh, Food and drug
0: shouldn't even be mentioned in the same uh, sentence
1: <laughs> no, no, no it shouldn't it shouldn't um you're talking the cdc owns uh half the um uh the, half the patents for vaccines are owned by the cdc in the united states in the united states that, for the vaccines that are that are put out here that's crazy. i mean that's I how that. how can you put any policy out there without being corrupt yeah how can you not i mean you have to be influenced you have to be um, so anyway, I've seen you somewhere. <laughs> uh, you're. So you. So so I was doing. Uh, so Gerson, what happened with him is that he ended up going, and uh, they made it in the United States illegal to treat cancer with nutrition from there on out. So you're talking that. These guys had been healed by juicing, okay, right? So juicing therapy, Gerson's therapy over the last 90 years has had a 76% success rate for the last numbers that I've read, and that was just uh, the regular Gerson therapy book. And definitely, guys, check that out. Uh, Gerson therapy is highly effective, and I actually use portions of his therapy um, for juicing for folks who are in stage three and stage four typically yeah, you can who get have,
0: all these books too on amazon and yeah you can get you them can on get amazon we carry
1: a lot of them at, at the store so yeah, uh for, for the books that way, i'm yeah. going to talk about today Arnold d e. red's books gerson therapy uh raw primal diet we want to live which is the book that's omnivorous raw foods uh raw milk raw eggs raw meats raw butters raw cheeses raw fruits vegetables nuts seeds that's something that I, i've sold over 200 uh, copies
0: at the store in the last three years No, i want to touch base on this raw milk um Mm-hmm. Um, as my friend had mentioned, he hasn't had cereal in forever. And um, mm-hmm. he had a bowl last night, and he woke up, and he was all full of mucus. Right. And you are kind of touching on base about that. So what the condition of the milk was, right? Yeah. It was, yep. pasteurized, it was pasteurized milk. Pasteurized right. Milk. Uh, you
1: know, um So raw milk is especially, it's it's meant to be straight from the animal. Of course, every food on earth. Every animal in the na- in nature in the wild observes straight from the animal, straight from the uh, straight from the animal. They eat the food, and of course, there's no cooking or pasteurizing or processing of any form in nature. In all of nature, now humans were and we did for thousands of years eat that way. But, uh, talking about the last hundred years or so, 150 years, maybe 200 years, we started feeding animals the the wrong thing for um, economical monetary gain. So if I feed a cow grain or corn. I can speed up their milk production. I can feed them uh, grass, and I get better, richer milk, and it's healthier, and it's got yeah. more enzymes, and yeah. it's got more fat to it, but it's also the, the cow will produce less. So if you feed them grain and corn, what happens is, is they actually wash out all the toxins that they're eating. Cows are meant to eat grass. They have four stomachs yeah. to digest yep. and ferment grass. I mean, you can see any so, animal
0: that eats grass. If they're sick, they eat grass, and it flushes it out. Yes,
1: yes. Um, And you're talking that when when people eat pasteurized milk, especially myself, for years I had severe allergies, severe mucus. I was always stuffed up. Every morning I woke up I was stuffed up because I liked milk, pasteurized milk. I didn't even know that there was, you know, the difference at the time really. Um, But what happens when you pasteurize milk at the molecular level, you actually denature the proteins in the milk, you cause decrepitness of the fats in the milk, so what happens is is essentially if the unsaturated fats and the polyunsaturated fats, which are the more heat sensitive, those are damaged, they create lipid uh, protein. lipid peroxidases Um, so you create proteins that are carcinogenic when you actually heat them at the molecular level especially when you boil milk or you heat it up to a certain point you cause it to denature so if you cause it to denature your body actually can't digest it properly because it doesn't recognize it enzymes can't attach to um, a substrate if they're not recognizable That's like me saying let me try to get into your house dairy and I can do it two ways you can use a key and a lock to get open your house door or you can kick it down when you take heat to a food and you try to access the nutrients inside the cells you actually are taking a, a wrecking ball to it and breaking your door and it, it, it because what's going on is there's water inside every single cell of food, okay? Yeah. So that's why water's moisture. Meat, when you have it raw, it's moisture. When you have eggs raw, they have moisture. And what happens when you cook every single food? Where does the water go? Yeah, right up. It up, yeah. goes right up. It evaporates. And how is that water evaporating from that food? It's actually rupturing the cell from the inside. Because uh, you take any take a bag of water and try to boil it yeah. and you will watch the bag explode open with heat and steam that's the same thing that's going on with your cell you are literally destroying the cell at the molecular level you're rupturing it and you're creating uh, carcinogens so every time that you eat a cooked or processed food you create um, what's called digestive leukocytosis so you get a white blood cell immune response every time you eat a cooked food so this is what all the people are talking about you know Gerson we're talking about these guys figured it out in a way that they probably biologically didn't even understand at the time But what's going on is when you eat a raw food, there's no immune response. Not only that, your enzymes that are inside of all raw foods, every raw food that you get, milk, eggs, cheese, butter, if they're raw, if they're in their true original state, they haven't been heated, they have enzymes attached to them. For every single protein molecule, there's an enzyme molecule. For every single fat molecule, there's an enzyme molecule. So you're talking, there's a key to every lock. Now, uh, when you cook those foods, if you cook any of them, especially your milk, if you pasteurize it in... uh, and not only that if your cows are fed grass and corn you're getting toxins in the milk um but then if you pasteurize it you're you're Uh, Bringing that food and the protein molecules, since they've been denatured by heat, the enzymes that you're actually uh, that are in that milk, they are damaged so bad beyond belief that your body can't use them anymore. So what happens is they become a carcinogen, they become a dead food. Your body now has to get rid of those things. Now, also too, your body has to make up for that enzyme loss, and also your body has to find a way to digest those damaged protein materials and those carbohydrate materials. So what does it do? It uses bacteria. Now this is where bacteria is so excellent. Bacteria, all bacteria does one job only, and that's to digest things, to break things down. Uh, you know, If you were to die and lay down on the ground uh, and your body were just to sit there, bacteria and fungus would break it down and bring it back to the earth. That's bacteria's job, is to break everything back down into its singular components. So when you bring in uh, cooked or processed food into the body, what happens is the food gets into your body, it goes into your intestinal tract, and your body will use bacteria to break down it if it's cooked. Um, What the bacteria eats, bacteria are essentially enzymes, imagine them as enzymes, what they do is they break that food down that's damaged or processed, uh, and they actually excrete waste materials that are, they're they're not really waste materials, but they are to the bacteria. They digest the food and then you digest their waste materials. That's what bacteria does, you're actually literally eating their defecation. (laughs) but That is actually what bacteria do. They actually, just like when you have a plant in the ground and you have the roots, the bacteria break nutrients yeah, down. It's they like
0: worm them. castings. You, you're putting it into your soil as a fertilizer sure. and sure. you're basically yeah. getting
1: their Essentially, that's a worm. Uh, yeah. worm to, you're ta- a worm, talking bacteria and a worm are very much the same. Yeah. They eat things, they eat plant material, whatever. They excrete waste. The worm castings, yeah. uh, the plant eats. Yeah. You know, the bacteria actually probably intercede actually in between the worm castings and the plant because the bacteria have to break it down to very small molecular nutrition. Um, but when you bring in damaged proteins what happens is, is uh, imagine if you had like a bunch of permanent markers you know have you ever taken a permanent marker and stuck it on the end of another permanent marker and stuck them together yeah okay so imagine you have like uh, 22 different colored permanent markers and you plug them together end to end to end to end okay that's all 22 amino acids so uh, amino acids make up proteins but mm-hmm. what happens when I take a blowtorch to all those those markers that are all stuck together they would melt right So, Uh when they melt, you're actually taking the uh, markers and you're smushing them together with melted plastic, and then when you bring them into the body, your body doesn't recognize all those melted, you know, amino acids, and uh, if they do get digested or broken down and they leak into the bloodstream, they leak... Into the bloodstream as big molecular materials. So, this is where leukocytes come in. Leukocytes are white blood cells. They're a type of white blood cells that float around your bloodstream and they eat this dead, decrepit, and decaying matter that the bacteria never got to. Yeah. Um, because when you overwhelm your system with cooked foods, your body has bacteria, fungus, uh, yeast, mold, same thing. Um, your body will use those things. Parasites. If you have parasites in your body, your body will use parasites too. Parasites aren't a bad thing. Bacteria is not a bad thing. There's no such thing as anything in the body that's uh, an enemy to your body unless it's a Foreign, man-made material. So all of your cooked foods and your processed foods and your chemicals, those things when they come in, they act like foreign materials. The body treats them like foreign materials. This is where autoimmune diseases come from. People eat cooked and processed foods and chemicals; they have foreign materials in their body. Um, as soon as the food is unrecognizable, as soon as the chemical is man-made, uh, or say if uh, something's isolated or fractionated, like you take, oh, well, it's just like vitamin E. Or,
0: I mean, uh, it's got to be eighty percent of the rest is lactose intolerant. Um, As soon as we have it, we're running to the bathroom. Right. To pasteurize milk. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Because
1: you're looking at uh, three generations ago four generations ago you guys didn't have any pasteurized milk yeah, in your diet and we our did. bodies don't know how to process it right so uh, European cultures they are of course you know they're mostly a lot of cattle farmers cattle herders things like that right the African cultures uh, almost all exclusively cattle herders cattle farmers mm-hmm. um, you're talking pretty much every European and African culture on earth had dairy uh, in their diet pretty much regularly now if you come to North America you're talking about pretty much the whole North American continent you guys did have have milk but only certain amounts and you only had it during times when say like uh, say a bison was on the plane that had a, that was pregnant and was breast, uh, yep. you know milk feeding so they'd kill the animal and actually the most revered food in native american culture besides like say the adrenals adrenal glands and the organs was the milk if there was a female uh say like a female bison and the milk would be one of the first things that would be would be uh consumed So there was milk in the diet. Actually, I can't name a culture that I know of that didn't have milk in their diet at some point in their lives, even the Asian cultures um, at some point they would have milk in their diets for some, from some animal, um, but uh, the Inuits, which they ate primarily raw uh, caribou, raw whale meat, raw fish, they would ferment their fish, they, uh, they'd have uh, foods called titmuck, um, they would have different foods that they would ferment and dry uh, your fish for, for one, but when they got a caribou or they got a reindeer, depending on where they were in the um, uh, Arctic uh, uh, circle, there would be um, a harvesting of the milk if they had a female uh, you know, animal that that had milk was was pregnant so you're talking there was milk even the semi-nomadic um oh god the um the basically there are you know russian uh, uh inuits um, i don't know if their name is inuit still but they would harvest uh, semi nomadically reindeer milk they would actually herd reindeer together and they would they would drink their milk it's pretty cool and they're native american you know essentially they were native native uh, uh, um you know uh, ancestry yeah aboriginal so, Yep, Aboriginal people. So um, you're talking that milk is when it's so okay. So right. So I work right near the reservation, right? Yeah. Obviously, so <laughs> half of my clients, three quarters of my clients, are Native American, and yeah. when they come in, I mean, I get a lot of them on raw milk, and I haven't had one person with an issue as soon as they switch them over to raw milk. That's it's awesome. it's incredible. Yeah. Now here's why. Your your body, just like my body, doesn't matter what our, my blood type is, what my ancestry is. We all excrete lactase enzymes uh, in our digestive tract as human adults. Uh, No animal on the planet as an adult excretes lactase enzymes in their digestive tract except for us. We're the only species on earth that does that. Um, So we are actually meant to to bring in milk into our bodies, uh, but it has to be in that raw state. It cannot be in any other state but that raw state, um, or if it's fermented raw, that's the other state that it can be in. and fermented is just a, a process past raw. So basically, it's not about the heat, it's about just uh, bacteria fermenting milk. So when I have my raw milk, like I get my raw milk from Miller's Biofarm. Um, if you actually go to miller's miller'sbiofarm.com um, and you order milk from them, you will get it and typically they'll give you a date like three or four weeks from when it's going to start to turn sour. That's okay. It turns sour. It's not bad. Yeah. If you had pasteurized milk and three or four weeks later that milk turned sour, it would actually turn blue and black with malt. Um, You can go online right now. If anybody's listening to someone, you listen to it later. Go online and type in raw milk versus pasteurized milk um, at room temperature. And uh, there should be pictures if you go to the images section, if you use Google. Um, you go to the images yeah. section at room temperature, and I think it's like two weeks later when they're sitting at a room temperature. You see the raw milk, the raw milk will separate into curds, whey, oh, yeah. and it's beautiful, and it has no mold, no bacteria, um, sorry, no mold, black or blue, and it's just separated, and it'll separate into basically um, yogurt type yeah. yogurt, right? Um, curds and whey and uh you'll see the pasteurized milk after two weeks it's loaded it looks like confetti it's black and blue confetti it's all mold all over the milk and because molds they bring they're the same thing as bacteria they break things down and they bring them back to the earth molds black and blue molds typically those those types of molds, those molds are responsible for breaking down dead, decrepit, decaying materials, yeah. damaged materials. Uh-huh. So there's a bacteria and a virus and a fungus and a yeast and a mold and a parasite for every single thing out there yeah. on earth. God designed it perfectly. Yeah. Um, so when we pasteurize our milk, we damage everything at the molecular level, It depending on how, f- how long we eat it for. So your ultra-pasteurized milk, that's the worst. Your skim milks are really one of the worst because um, when you separate raw milk from its cons- some of its constituents like the fat, uh, fat soluble vitamins, A, D, E, K. Um, you're talking your minerals, your, um, uh, basically all your saturated fat that's in the milk—that's unbelievable for your brain, for your eyes, for your nerve tissue. One of the most lacking things in the United States is uh, fats in our bodies, and it should be from a raw, per- raw animal perspective. And of course, that healthy fat. Yep. We've been so brainwashed to believe that animal fats are dangerous for us. It's the exact opposite of what modern medicine says in almost every
0: case. I always say fats flavor being a chef and everything. Well, why
1: do you think, say, your grandmother and your grandfather, who lived and they say 90, 100 years old, you know, they all cooked in bacon fat and they. Yeah. They cooked in, you know, lard. That that
0: tin? Yeah. That tin sitting on the stove. Right. <laughs> yeah. it's,
1: and you know why? It's because those fats are densely, densely saturated fats. They're so saturated, they have hydrogen bonds that are so tight that you could cook them to 500 degrees and they wouldn't smoke. They wouldn't burn. Yeah. So uh, the, 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 the things that are most heat-stable are your saturated fats. But saturated fats coat and soothe every nerve tissue in your body. They create all the cholesterol in your body, your brain. Is 50% fat, it's 25% cholesterol. Your brain is literally 25% cholesterol. What happens when you stop bringing in cholesterol to your body? Animals are the only thing that have cholesterol in it. There's no vegetable or fruit on earth that has actual cholesterol in it. Um, They've got things that are very similar, but they're not cholesterol. Um, They have sterols, plant sterols. So when you're bringing in uh, all this raw animal cholesterol, you're actually coating and soothing every nerve tissue. So I can reverse seizures, I can reverse Alzheimer's, dementia with raw animal fats. Okay, we're talking raw butter, raw eggs, raw cheese. I can reverse blindness. I can reverse almost all nerve damage in the body, fibromyalgia, Parkinson's, the toxicity of, you know, chemical, typical vaccine damage and chemical toxicity causes Parkinson's typically. Um, So when you coat and soothe all the nerve tissue, all the pain goes away. A lot of people have nerve pain all over their body. MS, lupus, fibromyalgia. Um, You're talking about healing the brain completely when you're bringing in, like say, raw eggs. Raw eggs are a perfect food for the brain. Um, they're a perfect food for all women that have, uh, say, like um, reproductive issues. Um, they have, in the yellow part of the egg, it's all of your cholesterol, and it's got, in the white parts, um, synovial fluid, essentially, really. It's the stuff that makes your joints. So I can rebuild joints with raw eggs. I can rebuild with milk, too. Milk is actually a perfect food. Um, I, so there's a book called The Untold Story of Milk, and this book is a book on the difference between raw milk and pasteurized milk all of the years that the modern medicine in pharmaceutical complex has been taking their time destroying raw milk for the mere fact is, is that it's a perfect food what food on the planet would destroy them more than the raw milk okay what more would take money away from the pharmaceutical industry than raw milk the Mayo Clinic was founded on raw milk the guy who created the Mayo Clinic one of them He actually was doing raw milk fasting with his clients, um, with with his patients, and they were healing of all, uh, basically every disease that they came in with tuberculosis, their cancers, beginning stages mostly because cancer was very rare at the time in the early 1900s. And um, he was healing their um, dysenteries and their uh, you know arthritis pains. He was fasting them just on raw milk alone. So in the raw milk book, um, they were saying that this guy who was one of the founders, it's in the book, uh, and uh, he said that as the doctors were coming out of the pharmaceutical schools, they were spending eight years in, 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 uh, you know, drug school, really, and they were learning how to heal people with pharmaceuticals, not heal people, but to treat people with pharmaceuticals, and they were insulted that it was that easy to heal disease when they started working at the Mayo Clinic, some of these doctors, and they basically pushed this guy out. There was no money in it. There's no money in me saying, hey, for five, six dollars a gallon of raw milk, you could do this, drink a gallon a day and it's perfectly digested perfect there's no mucus there's no nothing no allergies no colds no flus. you have uh healed somebody in a couple months or a couple weeks or whatever it takes depending on how far along that's
0: that's awesome (laughs) It's, it's just
1: amazing it's so simple this is why this is why this is so hard in the united states to do this is why um you know um People like me are so, literally so rare. Like uh, the guy who I learned this from, um, his name is Vonder uh, Vonderplanets, and he wrote the Raw Primal Diet book. He was the first person that I, I I was reading on that was like, you can do 100%. What's rock his foods. name again? Ogenis Vonderplanets, A um, A J O N U S, and his last name is Vonderplanets, V O N D E R P L A n-i-t-z he wrote a book called We Want to Live The Raw Primal Diet that book is one I sell at the store the one I sold over 200 copies of and in the book he has a son with a In the 80s, now this is all documented too, his son had a severed spinal cord from a car accident. This kid was drinking and, uh, you know, this kid's been back and forth in recovery for the last however many years since the book's been written too. Um, And Ajna has had three forms of cancer. He healed himself with raw milk fasting and raw carrot fasting back in like the 60s. Um, And uh, so his son, anyway, 20 years later, fast forward, Ajna's been doing raw raw animal products for 20-something years and I um, well, started out vegan to a vegetarian but that didn't work out yeah um, so I started picking up the animal foods and started feeling better but um, he visited the Inuit culture he he stayed with the Sioux, the Sioux yeah. Um and uh, they the secrets you know of foods just learned from them and uh, anyway his son had a 0.00% chance of recovery this kid's spinal cord was severed completely there was a gap in between you know very very large centimeters large and um, anyway what happened was he brought in raw eggs raw milk um sorry excuse me raw eggs a little bit of raw meat i don't know what kind but i think it was raw chicken um it up with raw butter and raw honey put it into this kid's feeding tube that was going direct to his stomach because the kid was in a coma couldn't swallow um and uh they had within two weeks regenerated so much regrowth that his spinal cord reattached now why did that happen well, it's because he brought in, for the first time, this kid was getting perfect in nutrients. Probably the first time in this kid's life, besides when he was breastfed as a kid, which when you come into this world, you're eating raw milk.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, um, also, too, in three days, the, this kid was out of a coma. So, that's all in the book. You can read all that. And he explains how he did that. And then, of course, he explains how he healed himself of multiple myeloma, I'm have which to is pick that up, I'm uh, blood. Stop in it's usually the first thing I bring like when I was at CQN, it was the first book I brought in and I handed it to the host and I said a poor little
0: word here no uh, sorry <laughs> no, <just> my bad <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep so I brought that in and I said read this book you know and it was just a really eye-opening book for the person that's, that's cool man um, it's very
0: very informative and very there's, uh, there's a lot of stuff that you're touching on that I didn't even, I so know. much
1: detail I, and yeah. that's I'm saying. i I got 15,000 plus hours
0: of just reading and studying and of course For me, me I followed the Gershon Gersh so way and that was my mm-hmm.
1: thing I, would, I was right into that book and I was as you were uh, promoting the other book I couldn't even say his name or Ronan R.L.D. Rational Fasting are you talking about aginist aginist plants. yeah yeah. raw primal diet
0: I got involved in that it'll blow your mind and I was amazed by yeah. what I was reading in right. that.
1: And The principle is raw food. Yeah. That's it's it. All, it's all it's, diet. It's just, it's the diet. Everything is yeah. to do with your diet, guys. Okay. All of your diseases, every single disease on earth is a combination of deficiency and or toxicity. It's the thing that I hand out in my trifolds when I give them to people in the beginning, <laughs> on the front page, it says, well, actually in the second page, is you flip it open. It says all disease starts off with deficiency and or toxicity. Okay. Toxicity from what? well, uh, cooked foods, uh, processed foods, chemicals, EMFs, electromagnetic frequencies, right, stress, Um, uh, even a raw vegan diet, okay, that has deficiencies in it, if you were to eat it organically, it has deficiencies and it It doesn't have toxicities depending but has the deficiencies that allow toxicities to take place but if you're talking about the deficiency aspect anything when you cook or process a food you are not getting in the nutrients you're not bringing them in because you're bringing in first off toxins your body has to deal with those it has to borrow nutrients it has to break down its own tissues to create things like enzymes um, bacteria so on and so forth to feed them and then two, you're not bringing in um, your uh, basically all of your proteins, fats, and carbohydrates that you need to create new healthy cells. So you're literally doing a two-step back process Uh um you're actually creating an immune response and um you're not bringing in anything new new materials now how do you say you gotta say that well people live off cooked foods for their entire life what are you talking about right they live off cooked foods for their entire life but they suffer symptoms their entire life too yeah i'm
0: ailments there's inflammation yes
1: inflammation you're talking people in their 20s and 30s getting disease now every generation that we have uh, children from that are eating cooked and processed foods and their, their parents are eating cooked and processed foods. You keep we're dwindling our generations. This is why our life expectancy has gone down drastically in the last like I don't know how many, you know basically since the, they started keeping records. You're talking we so called went up in our life expectancy, but that's not true at all. We did It's only because of uh, birthing that we've gotten so much better. And uh, you know I can speak for my wife as a midwife. You know um, that we're talking about the birth rates and also to the amount of uh, children that died deficiency diseases back in the day once we started getting to the point where we started learning how to um our body and um that doesn't matter if it's cooked or raw but we drank raw milk for generations built this whole country on it but once we started realizing sanitation was a huge thing i mean my god you're talking about sanitation was the one of the most important things to increase our life expectancy not vaccines not drugs or pharmaceuticals um, when we get into, in a couple weeks, when we talk about, the you know, modern medicine more and things like yeah. that, there's a book out there called Death by Modern Medicine, and I'll just give you a little taste. They did studies over 10 years and found that 5 to 20% of all the deaths, or excuse me, um, 5 to 20% of all the iatrogenic death in the United States was reported, which means, and in, in those numbers, the third leading cause of death in the United States behind uh, heart disease and cancer is doctor-led death. The third leading cause in the United States is caused by doctors, whether surgeries unnecessary or necessary. Um, talking medicines taken as prescribed or uh, medical errors, which lead, medical errors like seventy eight thousand to eight thousand deaths a year. It's unbelievable. Twelve thousand unnecessary surgeries a year. People die. Um, you're talking like almost two hundred thousand people die of taking their medications just as prescribed each year. Now, they, the heart disease and cancer, number one and number two. Uh, Most people that die of cancer, they die of the treatment. Over 90% die of the treatment. You are actually statistically, this is unbelievably true, you are actually statistically more likely to die if you get cancer treatment. By modern medicine, than you do as as if you do nothing at all. You are literally you will live longer doing. You might still die cancer, but you literally will do nothing at all, and you'll still live longer than you would if you'd got treatment from modern medicine. You have a 60% chance of recovery actually by doing nothing at all. Now most people don't do nothing at all. They actually start eating a little better. They stop smoking or drinking this, that, or the other thing, right? Because a lot of people figure, hey, you know what? There are because how many Prop 65 things are there in California that are like this causes cancer, that causes cancer, cell phones cause cancer, this. You know, chemical causes cancer. The lead in the water causes whatever. Yeah. So they start to figure out, hey, things like chemicals, uh, they can cause deficiencies. Uh, toxicities, you know what I mean? Like yeah. man-made things can cause toxicities. Wow. Um, cell phones, they can cause brain cancer. You know, you hold them up to your phone for 15 minutes, two hours. You and actually... Now we got them strapped to our wrists. Yes. Being, yep, Smartphones and smart watches and everything is just strapped to our bodies. Um, my leg ached for... Um, I carried my phone in my front pocket on the side of my front right leg for a couple years straight, and uh, this is when I was first learning at the store when I first got my first smartphone. And my leg ached for, my bone ached in my leg for like six months. But the time I finally just like said why do I carry this phone here after I learned about EMF poisoning thermography is actually what taught me about it this lady in uh, Messina she was an acupuncturist uh, Christina Lebouf. and I went to her thermography class and she was showing us cancers in the shapes of cell phones women were carrying them in their breast they were yeah. square shapes the so thermography picks up cancer cells before way before it's the most accurate way to pick up cancer cells they pick them up way before like mammograms do which mammograms create about 30-40% to 40% of all the breast cancers in the United States by the way it's radiation um, yeah, so, your cell phone-shaped cancers, uh, like mine, one, I had it on my leg, right? And my bone ached because I was poisoning by man-made EMFs, cellular disruption by electromagnetic vibrational frequencies. Every cell in our body is electrically vibrational. Every single cell has an electron that rotates around it, right? Um, so, every single cell in our body has a different hertz frequency. Well, man-made cellular frequencies are not meant to be exposed to our body. This will this would all, basically, your poles and your flus are you're seeing today is electrical poisoning detoxification um, you're seeing especially right now right now in the United States this this year this biggest one right now is uh, you know you're seeing new 5g poisoning most of the COVID cases in the United States are actually just um, basically misdiagnosed testing from the PCR test but we'll get into that for in two weeks we'll talk all about that um, and all the false positives uh, but uh, your EMF poisoning you're talking about electrical frequencies that cause disruption to your red blood cells. So right now we have two new frequencies: 5G and yeah. uh, broadband satellite. Broadband satellite's been floating our, over our heads since last year, uh, with uh, the um, uh, te- uh, te- not Tesla, but Elon Musk's new uh, Starlink satellite program. And his plan is to get 40 to 60,000 satellites in over our heads, blasting broadband on us all day long. Every single time we get introduced to a new electrical magnetic frequency, an EMF frequency, we have a new cleanse, a new detox reaction, okay? Um, Radio waves, uh, you're talking radar. Now, there's a book out there called The Invisible Rainbow. It is the most astounding book I've ever read. There's over 150 pages in the back of the book of just basically um, uh, statistical information studies um, I've got at home. Well, I've got it posted on my Facebook page. You go onto my Facebook page, Andrew Miles Larsh, and you'll read. You can read the last seven months of information that I've been posting about what's going on um, right now.
0: I'm watching my Facebook and I'm um, getting uh, messages that uh, hmm. they told me to reach over and give you a fist bump. <laughs>
1: yeah, awesome. <laughs> Good man. I yeah, this information is controversial, and I can't tell you how much time I've had just trying to build a friends list that was safe for yeah. me, so that way I didn't constantly get. I don't know if I can say shit, but I just said it. Um, It's all good. Don't worry about it. But I'm I'm talking people that just, okay, there's things out there that people just um, won't want to listen to ever. And I'm fine with that. Listen, I'm total free speech. Like, I love being uncensored here, especially right now with you. I can talk about what I believe. And this is what I believe. If you don't believe it, don't worry about it. Just turn the show off. Turn the show off. Turn the show off. Never listen to it again ban yeah. me yeah. go to my Facebook page and literally block me I do not care okay. what I listen to and I talk about like if I don't like something I don't hear I just I don't argue with the person yeah, I just, just say alright it yeah. yeah it's like there's people that have to go out of their way to do this in the United States they censor you for having a political ideal they censor you for having a scientific belief yep. or say if you don't believe in their pseudoscience which I call it but that's my opinion I believe that almost 90% of all the science out there is politically motivated or um, it's pharmaceutically motivated it's bi- and paid for and
0: i can prove this too agendas being pushed down everybody's throat and in their minds yes
1: if if you go against the world health organization or the cdc you get censored immediately okay like that what what how how is that science science is questioning things Every single time that you hear a new theory or a hypothesis or you hear a new a person coming out and saying, just question it. That's all you got to do. But to be combative and to do there's there's 14 um, scientific um, principles that are uh, basically like ad hominem attacks and uh, the logical fallacies is what they're called. Now, modern medicine uses all 14 of them. Uh And people, when they argue on Facebook or things like that about, like, what are you talking about? You're not a modern medicine doctor, so how would you know? That's the point. I'm like, I'm telling you that what they're doing right now is the exact opposite of what real science is. I'm pro-science all the way. I love science. Science is just the discovery of uh, and the um, method of going about seeking out variables that are known and, and question, unknown. And question questioning everything. Yes, as being, human beings. Yes. As being human. And you know what a true scientist is? A disinterested observer. Okay? Completely unbiased, disinterested observer. If you're a disinterested observer, it doesn't matter what the truth is. You, you only care about the truth. You don't care about your... That's what theory. This, this is the only problem I have with the scientific method. There's other methods out there of discovery, but the only problem I have with the scientific method is that people can be influenced by their theory to try to prove their theory. Not to. This is the problem with um, trying to manipulate data. There's, it's called data dredging, uh, manipulation of statistics. This is what going. What's going on with right now in the last seven months? We've had data manipulation. We've had um, manipulation of statistics. We've had uh, data dredging. Um, this stuff is all things that are you know. Um, Any way to get somebody to say, hey, this drug has a 30 to 40 percent, you know, um, uh, likelihood of reducing your cancer risk or something like that. That's so easily interpreted as, oh, that's great. But you know what? If you look at the statistics, it's like 33 percent, you know, uh, of like one type of cancer or something like that. Mm. But they'll make it sound like it's all cancers and like. This is the manipulation of data we're talking about. Um, When you read the book, Death by Modern Medicine, you will find out that that 5 to 20% that I was just saying about all the reported cases of people who have actually died by modern medicine's hands, um, really what's going on is the other 80%, if you're talking 200,000 people in the United States, all the way up to 700,000 people, that's the estimation in the book, 207,000 or 800,000, that's 5 to 20%. So you take those numbers and you bring them to like their actual 100% uh, destination, and the numbers are actually higher than that. Uh, but uh, in, in the book, but um, it's five to 15 million people a year are killed by modern medicine. Now I'll give you some examples of this to back this yeah. up. Just the other day, personally myself, this is anecdotal, but this is you can go read uh, the book. Um, uh, what really makes you ill? or read the book Disease. Or sorry, Death by Modern Medicine and
0: all the statistics will back this now, up. Uh, now, if
1: modern medicine tells you
0: you're sick yeah. do you think you're going to get sick?
1: Well that's the other part of it. That's the mental aspect of yeah, yeah. Uh, your but, belief. I Maybe mean, we're getting a little off the subject yeah, but, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: but no uh... oh, shoot. Sorry. <laughs> Knock him off my train, man. Sorry, man. No. <laughs> uh, death in modern medicine, five twenty percent. So, if yeah. you talk about, so I had a guy who comes in, and he was, um, this was a guy who was worked in Seattle back in like the '60s or '70s or '80s, and uh, he was a coroner, and he said that the doctors took a strike, which is very rare. Nurses are typically the ones that do strikes, yeah. um, but the doctors very rarely take strikes. They took a strike for I don't know, a certain amount of time. It was like three, four months or something like that. And he said that they, their death rate dropped so precipitously that they said they the, the coroners were begging them to get back to work the doctors to get back to work because they they weren't killing people yeah, right yeah, okay yeah, so easy. you're talking that in modern me- uh covid when this happened uh children zero to two years old the sudden infant death rate dropped almost 30 percent why because they weren't going to their well baby visits and getting vaccinated okay this is the honest to god straight 100 truth your sudden infant death rate dropped almost 30 percent right now the death age is actually increased uh the average age of death for covid is like 81 years uh which is higher than the actual um you know mortality rate in the united states so <laughs> you actually have a better chance of dying at a later age when you have covid than you do if you that's, don't get it crazy. yeah it's 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 the just your statistics. Um, they don't lie. They can lie if modern medicine or somebody who's got a motivation can manipulate them. But you'll actually find the numbers if you look deeper. You'll find the manipulation of the statistics, but it's true statistics, unbiased, unobserved, you know, statistics. Those are um, those will tell you exactly what you need if you have the right right, you know, cohort group or whatever. Um, but the 5 to 20%, that is for reported cases. So for vaccine damages, only one, the, the CDC estimates it's 1 in 10 to only 100, and 1 in 10 to 1 in 100 vaccine damages are actually reported. So you're talking that 99, so 9 to 99 vaccine damages are unreported in the United States. For all of the cases that have been reported, 1% of those go to uh, the Vaccine Injury Court System and win the, win the case. Now, the Vaccine Injury Court System, have you heard about no. no. Okay. Almost nobody has. And and your guy who's doing raw food and things like yeah, that yeah, on a daily yeah. basis. And even shit, Ch- you know, you didn't even know that. Most people don't know that. Almost everybody is completely unaware that there's a separate court system for vaccine injuries. And it was started in 1986 because people were suing the vaccine companies so often for damages that they were almost going out of business. Right now in the United States since 1986, they've awarded for the very few cases that they've actually been able to get to court and prove 100% that was a vaccine that damaged you. That they've awarded almost five billion dollars. Five billion dollars, and guess who paid for it? You did when you got vaccine damaged. Everybody who got a vaccine pays uh, twenty-five or seventy-five cents for each shot that they get um, to the vaccine injury court system. So literally, when you go buy them... they're covered. They're covered. They're covered. They're covered. Since 1986, yeah. Since 1986, nobody. uh, Since 1986, they have been completely immune. This is the only product on the entire planet that the manufacturer is immune to repercussions or being responsible for the damage they cause from their product. Since 1986, okay, you're talking, they were getting sued so many times that they had to go to the the Congress and... Beg them to do something about it, or else they were going to quit. Well, so many people believe that vaccines are doing good and that they were saving lives, yeah. even though that all, everything's, everything, everything we can prove that suggests the opposite. And I can spend, we'll spend a lot of time doing that.
0: Yeah, but, I am. Um, yeah. So with you on that one.
1: <laughs> uh, We're talking that they had to get, because this is the thing: is that if you have a, if you have a bad product, this is what the free market is all about in the United States. This is why the United States was great really uh, was we had a free market we don't have that anymore Um, we haven't really had that in a long time since um, you know the monopolies have taken over and it's influencing people in a bad way their businesses right now in the United States, look at 50% of all the businesses shut down in the United States because we don't have a free market anymore. Yeah. But when you influence a product by covering their butt and saying, nope, you're not responsible for being sued for a product that you made that sucks uh, or it's damaging people, then that is, that's um, tyranny. That's tyranny. That's, mm-hmm. that's really, really, really toxic. And, um, so if dairy, if you had a product and you made a juicing product and it hurt people, will you think people would pay for your product anymore? No, 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 right. But obviously people love your product. It makes them feel good and it's energetic and it it cleans out their body. So that's the free market speaking for itself. If you make a good product, you get rewarded for it. This is what true American capitalism is, but we don't have that in this country. We don't have, we haven't had it. Oh no, I had to cut
0: my, I had to cut my, my, um, Supply in half. Yeah, you've this because b- I they shut the stores down. Yeah, and uh, your business has been destroyed yeah, because of this. Yeah, yeah. And I'm holding on tooth and nail. You know. Yeah, it sucks. It's yeah, awful. Yeah, it is
1: awful. And, and it's totally unfair to people in the United States, the middle class especially, and who I, have brick and, and mortar and businesses. I love that
0: we have that in common that we both agree that things can be cured naturally with raw foods. Yeah, and just. Putting the right stuff into your body.
1: That's all it is. And, and and I'll tell you what, man, just me and you being together less than six feet away. Yeah. <laughs> we have a bioenergy field yeah. that actually, you have a, okay, so you have a bioelectric energy field that when you get in close contact with people, especially when you hug somebody, shake their hands, you are actually connecting your bioenergy fields together. Um, there's a guy that I know, he's from, he's from uh, Mohawk, Reserv- uh, you know, Mohawk Territories, and uh, this guy can see auras. And I don't know if you'll listen to this probably, but uh, he's, he's good friends with uh, Wickop there, Dr. Wickop, Nate Wickop, um, which me and him are good friends too. But he, is, he sees auras. He got in a car accident, he can see auras. And I don't want to mention his name because I don't know if he wants me to, but um, you would know him, I know But he sees auras in people's bodies. So when, I, when he sees me talking about this mm-hmm. stuff, my aura turns purple gold. My aura is normally purple, and that's really like a really high vibrational frequency. But Uh when you have an aura that's purple gold, it's it's an anointing. Like you're doing the exact thing that God designed for you. You know, the
0: Creator designed for. um, When I speak of my juicing, you get so excited. Yeah, I get it. it Just it, we get down that wormhole. Yeah, and uh, we just go rabbit hole, wormhole, whatever. But I get so excited of talking about the ingredients and what it can do for the body, and just opening your mind and unclouding see the world yeah it's just you're seeing it differently and um, I can't preach that enough and I think it's great that we've connected and i to do something.
1: The, that's the glow. That's the yeah. um, higher power of consciousness coming into your body. You're opening up you know, your shockers and all yeah. that stuff. Like, yeah. That's yeah. the whole, Like, e- even if you were to be like new age and not believe in God or whatever and you believe in nature, like I have nothing against that. Hey, go for it, man. Yeah. And you know what? I'll tell you what. It's all in commonality because what you're doing is you're opening up yourself to nature or you're opening yourself up to God in the creative consciousness. And what you're doing there is you're cleaning out every pore and cell in your body that's being blocked and plugged up. Like, That's the whole Thing with the Arnold Earrett fasting is that you're actually breaking down and cleaning out every single cell in your body down to the smallest blood vessel, which is your capillaries, which connect to your um, your lymph tissue, your lymph nodes, uh, and you're basically cleaning out everything to the point to where you're pure down to the smallest little piece of plumbing in your body. And when you're done that, your your skin is clear. You're purified from the skin. You're purified in your eyes, your brain. Um, bringing back those nutrients that's the biggest thing that we struggle with today is getting those nutrients in because we have no idea how to eat <laughs> yeah. the food pyramid is so bad the they standard should flip american it upside diet, down they should flip it right upside yeah. down <laughs> this, the standard american diet sad is literally sad you know they're they changing
0: it in canada because um, i was the chef over at the school and i was um, trying to get the kids to learn and to teach them that Home cooked meal and knowing where your food comes from is very Absolutely. important. Mm-hmm. And I tried to teach that on them. And um, but then I noticed that the Canadian government is switching their food pyramid a little bit. They're moving things around to yeah. where the importance that bread is way down there now. Right. You know. I'll
1: tell you what about that too is that seeds are meant to be soaked. Now there's a book out there. It's actually by. Um, it's mostly based on Native American culture, based on Aboriginal culture. You uh, know, Australia. You're talking that. Um, this book is based off of all the indigenous cultures and what they did with seeds and nuts is they soak them first they soak them first and that's what um, gets rid of the enzyme inhibitors on the outside of the seed shell and then they make the bread uh, most of the breads in the United States, this is why people are getting rid of grains, is because they're so inflammatory, because they're not soaking the seeds first. Because why? It saves money if you don't, right? Yeah. You have to spend eight hours soaking seeds just to get rid of the seed shell um, inhibitors, excuse me, the enzymes that are on the outside of the seed shell. That's why people eat beans. Like, Grandma used to soak soak the beans overnight before yeah. she made the beans the next day. They don't do that anymore. And um, the seed shell is a uh, protective coating to the meat that's inside, typically. Um, and uh, you're talking that when people are eating all these breads now these pastas not only are they inflammatory because they have the enzyme inhibitors still intact they're gmo typically nowadays too like your oh, yeah. co- like your corn which is technically a seed and a fruit i guess um but it's you know uh, you're talking about your wheat um grain that uh, you essentially have gmoed almost 97 percent of all the grain um that's made or excuse me all the you know the, uh, you know i guess the uh, foods that are made from wheat are GMO'd, Um, and if you're not buying organic, you are guaranteed almost exclusively to get sprayed chemicals on your food, but almost exclusively too to get them GMO'd. Unless it has a non-GMO label on your food package, everybody should read their food packages and start learning how to. I only buy organic, I strictly only buy organic or organically grown, I almost exclusively know if I'm going to buy animal products, I know the farmers, I know how they grow their foods, you have to these days, you just have to, this is the thing, is that this is why we are so sick today, not only are we getting foods that are chemically sprayed and GMO'd, we're not knowing where our food comes from hundred years ago you knew pretty much exactly where your food came from because it came from your local area yeah. almost yeah, you
0: know? everything was native to that, yeah to your area where right. you
1: lived yep and 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 like eating eating foods out of uh, out of um uh zone like okay so we're in zone 4b right i'm a huge tree I, I grow trees i have like 130 different cultivars of different species of trees i grow apples and nuts uh apples of every kind food of every kind uh nuts of every kind seeds and uh If I don't, if this food doesn't grow in my area, I try. I pretty much won't eat it. Um, I only eat foods that would actually survive in this area. So if I'm eating lemons and oranges, it doesn't. For whatever lemons, I would say they're one of the very few foods that I would eat out of because they're so spectacular and they're healing. Yeah, I love it. To, to me, like, and you eat a whole lemon. Like, exactly, like, yeah. Lemon. Peel and all, it's like, even, actually. The yeah. peel's really good. It's medicinally. But um, if I eat oranges or, say, like, um, I eat foods that are just totally like tropical foods okay. and you eat them out of time and out of season, they are... I mean, I'm a big believer that they will do better for your body if you're there in that environment and actually eating those foods. So when I go down to Florida, like I'm going down in, you know, to Florida, like the Keys every couple of years, yeah. I will eat the foods there that are grown in that area, citrus fruits and things like that. And it's because they have protective properties that are designed just for that area, for the heat, oh, for yeah. the, the mineral activity. So uh, you should eat foods that are endemic to your area. That's one big thing, you know. Um, what would we eat up here? We would eat, you know, milk and eggs yeah, and fish. Yep, fish. fish is huge. I mean, um,
0: those was always the debate here. Yep, with the fishing rights gone and yeah, and that's all the polluted. Yeah. And, you know, I wouldn't.
1: Honestly, here's the thing with fish is that it used to be excellent. It's yeah. not anymore unless you're buying cold, cold Alaskan salmon water, clean water fish where most of the toxicity it has is not up there. You're getting toxic fish everywhere. And, of course, what they're doing today is they stock all the rivers. Well, there isn't really a fish that you can catch in any of these rivers or lakes anywhere, like you say, like Champlain or, you know, St. Lawrence River, without it mm-hmm. being. The fish has been fed GMOs from somewhere, from some hatchery. Yeah. Fishy fish, right? So yeah, you, the small fish eats the bigger fish, eats the bigger fish. So there's it's, always a bigger fish. Yes, and there's always a bigger fish.
0: That's, Star Wars reference. Oh well, yeah, yeah, Star Wars. Yeah. I was thinking Mystery Science
1: Theater 3000 actually. I was, the Land Before Time. I can hear my buddies, I'm a bunch of nerds. <laughs> yep. Um, but, yeah, you're ahead. talking. Sorry. It's called biological magnification. So if you feed that small little fish at the hatchery GMO pellets, which they're feeding them corn and soy and all that crap. Um, they feed them that And then they release them Into the river Well they're loaded with GMOs And then the bigger fish Eats that smaller fish And they've got GMOs Now inside of them mm-hmm. And then So for how many little fish Did that big fish have to eat Maybe ten of those little fish That's loaded with GMOs And then that one bigger fish Gets eaten by another yeah. bigger fish And that
0: bigger bigger fish Had yeah, to eat ten I of mean, those I mean they're feeding so, The animals everywhere And we're ingesting
1: it Right So you're ingesting All that biological yeah. magnification As it's called can't,
0: You can't explain that To people enough You're Oh well then Whatever I think, they fed that animal, you're
1: eating. I think people just don't want to think about it, right? Imagine if you went to... Uh, hand- you know McDonald's, and somebody started lecturing you on what you're eating. Like, do you want to hear that? I mean, it's at the time, you don't want to, right? I, I'm if not going to say
0: anything because I do once in a while, <laughs> <laughs> right?
1: Yeah, um, but you don't want to hear it when you're doing yeah. that. Like, when you're in your alcoholism or in your drug addiction yeah. or in your food addiction, do you want to hear somebody telling you like yeah. or like? Now, I don't, I don't lecture people at all. Like, if people come to me, I only let people come to me. I word of mouth let them come to me, and I want them to be on my environment, and I want them to feel comfortable because then they're open. I know they're open, right? Yeah but if they're going to be um you know spoke if they're going to be uh taught or whatever you have to give them a little lead and say here's where to start one big thing to me is books like i can't tell you how much so knowledge knowledge right mm-hmm, yeah. okay so we're today what we're doing here this is knowledge this is one form of it right radio yep. radio is one form of knowledge to get out there to people there's so many people that have never heard this stuff before like uh, my old radio station, you know, the people they were used to listen to me, and they'd come in and they'd be like, you know, this week, this this month was awesome, dude. You know what I mean? Like, but I'd never heard that information before. i have never heard about pH yeah. and like EMFs. Yeah. I didn't know EMFs, man-made EMFs, would would cause disruption to your cells. Well. You're an electrical being, right? You're a vibrational being. So, um these information, knowledge, okay, books are one thing for me. The internet is so strife it's it's rife, excuse me, with with just disinformation, bad information. Yeah. Books on the other hand, they have bad information, but it's usually the whole book will be bad with it. If you know somebody who's a good author or if you get recommendations from somebody that say, Hey, like, you know, hey, Andrew knows, you know, his stuff. He can yeah. recommend a book that what's safe or whatever, and I can say to you, you know, this is a book based off indigenous cultures. What do I do? I base it off of God. This is my ultimate um, measuring stick. Is, that, is it? Does it agree with, with what I know about my creator? And also, does it agree with what indigenous cultures did? So, yes, indigenous cultures ate some cooked foods. They ate a lot of raw foods, though. Um, most of your cultures that ate 100% raw, this is where the...